Hail and well met, everyone. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a podcast by a nerd for other nerds that love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather, and I'll be your host as we journey into the wondrous land of information. everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. So this week, as you saw from the title of the episode, I'm going to be talking about So You Want to Be a Wizard, but not in terms of anything Harry Potter related or, you know, how do I get into being part of Wizards of the Coast or anything like that. It's actually about a book series that I read. It's a young adult book series, so I read it when I was younger. To be perfectly honest, I read the most recent book when it came out a year or two ago, because I love the book series. It's a little bit Harry Potter-esque in terms of focusing on younger adults, young children, early teenagers, who have discovered that they have magical abilities. It is an entire book series, But the first book in the series is called So You Want to Be a Wizard, and it's written by a woman named Diane Duane. Now, it's a lesser known book series, and I'm realizing now as I'm talking about it that I think all three of the book series, this one included, that I've mentioned so far have been sort of fantasy related in terms of dealing with magic and things like that. One thing I will say in terms of why that is, I just, I did read science fiction when I was a kid too. I seriously went through the science fiction fantasy sections of two different local libraries when I was growing up in San Jose and read all the books I wanted to. There were some I just didn't care for the author or didn't like quite as much. But in general, I feel like a lot of people, other than like Lord of the Rings and currently, you know, Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin, I feel like a lot of the fantasy books didn't necessarily get as much, I don't know, as much hype maybe as some of the science fiction ones. Because, you know, if you go up to people who love fantasy novels and say, you know, oh, have you read an Anne McCaffrey book? Or have you read Piers Anthony or Terry Pratchett? A lot of people are going to know who you're talking about if they read that genre. But I could go up to random person on the street that doesn't like science fiction fantasy novels and ask them, like, have you heard of L. Ron Hubbard? And they're probably going to at least have heard of him. Or, you know, have you heard of Orson Scott Card? And they're going to be like, oh, didn't he write the Ender series that they made that movie out of? I just, I feel like a lot of the science fiction books were easier to make movies or TV shows or whatever out of. Now, obviously, we have Lord of the Rings. We have Song of Ice and Fire, you know, the Game of Thrones TV show on HBO. But just in general, I feel like the science fiction books got more love in terms of other forms of media, whereas a lot of the fantasy books, especially up until recently, we didn't have the technology to do a lot of the special effects, at least not to the same degree. So I think they just didn't get quite as much love. And that's one of the reasons why I've been focusing more on the fantasy novels when I'm doing these little, you know, this is a book series I love type of episodes. So, okay, back to the topic at hand. So You Want to Be a Wizard is a really fun story. I discovered it when I was probably around 13, 12 or 13, maybe. So I was already reading adult science fiction fantasy novels at that point as well. I'd read through a bunch by that point. But I decided to pick this one up and 
because of the title for obvious reasons. And I really like the story. It focuses on two main characters. The first is a girl named Nita Callahan. So that's Nita. Her full name is Juanita, but she doesn't like the whole name. So she just goes by Nita. And then her friend that she meets is Christopher, but he goes by Kit. The two main characters, there's a couple things I really liked about them. One is that they were kids. And these books were published back in the 80s. So these books came out pre-Harry Potter. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, they might have come out, I might have read them even before I was 13 because Harry Potter came out when I was in, like, middle school. And so these books were out before then, and I think I read them first. But I really loved the idea of a kid being able to be a wizard, like a kid discovering they had magical powers. As someone who loved science fiction fantasy novels, it comes as no surprise to most people, I'm sure, that the idea that I might suddenly discover I had magic was an awesome idea. One thing I also do like about the So You Want to Be a Wizard series as opposed to Harry Potter, it, at least in terms of sort of upkeeping the the magical hope of a child is that in the So You Want to Be a Wizard books, there's not a cutoff age. You don't turn 11 and automatically get your letter from the school saying you've been accepted, show up, you're a wizard or a witch. In the books, so you in the So You Want to Be a Wizard book series, what happens is that at some point you have this innate magical ability and the universe sort of reaches out to you in one way or another. For Nita, she actually finds a book at the library. She just, she picks up a book whose title is So You Want to Be a Wizard and takes it home and ends up discovering that it's this magic spell book that teaches her all about the laws of wizardry in the universe and how to be a wizard. And she finds Kit, her friend, who is a year or two younger than her, and has also just recently discovered this ability. And one thing that is kind of cool, and it's this is a little spoilery, but not a lot, because it's pretty obvious just from the subjects of the books, if you read the descriptions. But later in the book series, one um, Juanita's younger sister, Daring, also discovers that she's a wizard. And because she's really into technology and the newest computers and everything like that, her book, her spell book, isn't a book. It's actually like a little compact computer she can take with her. So it's really cool. It's very customized. The universe kind of reaches out and develops something to help you learn your magic. And another thing I liked about the book series and still really like about the book series is that the main characters aren't Caucasian. They're not white. I, I have no problem with a story that has caucasian characters that has white characters but i do feel like a lot of media focuses very heavily on lighter skinned races which makes me sad because i am half asian and so growing up there weren't a lot of things out there especially i was born in 85 so there's more now but back when i was a kid growing up there really wasn't a lot of stuff on tv and everything where you saw like mixed race couples and mixed race families and children it just wasn't there very much and so this book series really struck home for me because juanita her last name is callahan her father is irish descent and her mother is of a Latin descent. I'm, I can't remember right now specifically 
which type of Latin American or Central American or Mexican, I, I'm, I apologize, I don't remember which one. But regardless, her mother is of a more Hispanic Latina descent and her father's white. So Nita was mixed race. She was me as a child coming from two very different backgrounds, having two very different families. And I think that's very relatable for a lot of children, especially nowadays. You know, like I mentioned, it's more common nowadays to see in media, but there are a lot of families that are a mix of two different cultures. You know, my myself, I'm a perfect example. My brother um, also, of course, is half Japanese, half British, well, half white. But my sister-in-law is pretty much solidly German and like English and um, Western European. And she, of course, is bringing in the German culture. Her mother was born in Germany. So my niece has this mix of German culture, Japanese culture, American culture, and British culture, because my dad came from England. So my niece is literally descended direct, like just a couple generations to one generation away from two immigrants who came to the country. And a little further back on our my mother's side, she's descended even more from an immigrant. So seeing a mixed race character who's the main character in a book is just really awesome. Another thing is that Christopher, or Kit, as he prefers to be called in the book series, his last name is Rodriguez. Kit is Mexican-American. I believe it was Mexican-American. I apologize if I'm getting that wrong for anyone out there. But regardless, he was another Latino-Hispanic character. And actually, one of the things in the stories is that he gets made fun of for having his Spanish accent that he does when he speaks. But I mean, I just, I loved that the characters weren't just white. They were multiracial. They were Latino or Hispanic. You know, I grew up in California. I'm surrounded by people who speak Spanish. I'm surrounded by Mexican-Americans, Latino-Americans, Puerto Rican. Like, they're everywhere. All sorts of different nationalities of Latino, Latina, you know, Puerto Ricano, Mexicano, Mexicana, whatever, whatever phrase you want to use for it. I'm surrounded by that here in California, which I, I love. I love the diversity in California. But it made the characters in this book really, really relatable for me. Because I was like, oh, I know people who sound like that. I, I have friends whose parents are in that same boat. You know, I have friends whose parents are immigrants. I have friends whose parents have the really strong accent, that kind of thing. It just, it felt familiar for me. And I think that for anyone out there who had any issues with Harry Potter in that a lot of the characters were very, very Caucasian or at least very um, sort of whitewashed in terms of their portrayal, I think this might be something that they'd enjoy also because it's a very, the characters are more ethnic. You get to see more of their heritage involved in it. It's not the focus of the story, obviously, because they're talking about, you know, being wizards, but it's there. And I think that's pretty cool. Another thing I really like about the book series is that similar to Harry Potter, everyone can have their own specialty in terms of what they're good at as a wizard. So, for example, Nita discovers that she's really, really good with living magic. So she's really got a specialty in terms of dealing with magic that works with living things. So animals, plants, 
sort of the, the oceans and things like that. That's her specialty. Whereas Kit is really good with mechanical things. His That's what his specialty is. So if you have a car that's broken, he could use magic to look at sort of the spell words that make up the existence of that car and he could then tweak them so that it fixes itself so that it's fixed and it runs again and that's more his specialty so he's more mechanically inclined and she is more living organism inclined so even though they find their books at similar times and find each other and sort of develop their friendship and develop their abilities together they have very different focuses which i still think is cool i also just really enjoyed the way the characters are written i feel like diane duane part partly probably because she really focuses on just the two kids for the most part there's other characters and they get brought in and they're important you know you learn more about them as the story goes but in terms of really focusing in, she focused in on Nita and Kit as characters, and you get to see them develop from these two kids who are really, you know, they're kind of outsiders, and they don't feel welcome by everybody, and they're they're struggling to figure out who they are. You know, it's adolescence. Everyone struggles to figure out who they are when they're ad- an adolescent. That's, that's life. That's how it goes. And they really get developed well, and you get to see a lot of who they are as people and you get to see their development from you know children who are excited to find out they've got these magical abilities all the way up to oh wait we have responsibility with these magical abilities now and then you know oh no what are we going to do now that there's some sort of you know force we have to fight and what what do we do that kind of thing and I think it's a really cool development in the storyline so I'm gonna take our quick break. And then when I come back, I will tell you more. Again, like always, I'm going to try not to be spoilery because I don't want to give away chunks of the story if you guys are going to read the books because that's no fun. But I am going to give you a little more bits and pieces and some things I like and about the series when I come back. Okay, everyone. So I want to mention again, and I know I keep mentioning it, but it's really an amazing website worldanvil.com. You have to go check this out if you do anything that involves writing stories, which is very topical to today's episode, or do any kind of uh, dungeon mastering or game mastering where you want to develop a world beyond just what's in the book, those kinds of things. Anything homebrew related, anything like that. If you want to create your world, worldanvil.com is the website. It's amazing. You can build maps, you can create timelines, you can create articles, and you can create different character postings, and you can put how those characters' relationships are with other characters. It's just incredible. So worldanvil.com, I definitely recommend you check it out. Another thing I want to say is that coming up this coming weekend, so it's August 29th today when the episode's coming out, and this weekend on Friday and Saturday, the Nerdsmith crew is going to be at SAC Anime. So if you're in the Sacramento area and you want to swing by, you can find Logan and Tessa. They're going to be doing a panel on podcasting 101 so basically it's everything we've learned since starting nerd smith back in march all the 
pros and cons and the things we did great with and the things that didn't work so well, that's what that episode's going to be, or excuse me, that's what that panel's going to be about. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, I definitely recommend you swing by and see them if you can. Another thing I want to mention is that the following week, Nerdsmith is going to be at Rose City Comic Con. So if you are in the Portland area and you want to meet up with us at Rose City Comic Con and maybe take a snail fee, which for anyone who hasn't followed us on social media or seen the stream, a snail fee is basically you make a little snail with your hands and take a selfie. It's cute. It's it's a thing. But either way, we're going to be at the Rose City Comic Con from Friday, September 7th, all the way through Sunday, uh, September 9th, the last day of the con. We're going to be there the whole time. We're going to be walking around. If you happen to be in the area and you want to come look for me, I'm going to be walking around with cat ears on. As you've noticed from my logo, probably, it's me with cat ear headphones on. And that's sort of my signature headphone because I love them because I love cats. So I'm going to be actually handing out some cat ears as well. I've got a few that I have to give to people if you come up and say hi and take a snail fee with us. So hit us up at Rose City Comic Con. And with that, let's get back to this week's episode. Okay, so back to this topic. So you want to be a wizard. Um, another thing I like about the series is that Diane Duane really had her characters mature as the story went on. So it isn't just, you know, they're, they're kids forever. I know there are some book series out there. Harry Potter didn't do this, but there's some book series out there where it's very kid-centric. But it seems like the kids age just really slowly. Like they just, they never seem to be getting older. Nothing seems to be changing. And she didn't do that. There are several books where sort of they have one thing happen after another after another. But they specifically say in the books that, you know, it's not something that's necessarily normal. One thing that's kind of cool about this book series is that since they're not learning at like a school, like Hogwarts, what happens instead is that the book shows them, there's sort of a directory in the back, and the book will show them which wizards are in their area. So they look in the book and they're able to find a couple of mentors who live within their vicinity. So Kit and Nita go to talk to them and they end up with these two mentors, which are a gay couple, which is another thing that I think is fantastic. They're a, well, okay. Technically, I can't remember them ever specifically saying that the two of them are an actual couple, but it's heavily implied and I 100% ship it. And for me, again, as a kid growing up in California, I thought that was fantastic. It just so happens that no one in my immediate family happens to be homosexual or have, um, at least as far as I know, have any leanings anywhere on that spectrum, whether, you know, any of the LGBTQ. But I have very close friends who are, and I love them. They are my family that I chose rather than what I was born into. And they're amazing people. And so for me, like, even as a kid, I didn't have lots of people I knew who were, because this was back in the 90s. It still wasn't necessarily something where people were as vocally out about it. But my parents were very liberal, very progressive. And so 
they were both very much like, you know what, love who you're going to love. It doesn't hurt anybody. I don't see what the problem is. So that's how I grew up. It's how I felt. And so getting to see this couple, or at least what I've always interpreted to be a couple, growing together and living together in a home and working together as wizards and that kind of thing. Like, I just thought that was fantastic. It made me so happy. And it still makes me happy that this happened, that there's this, at least it appears to be a homosexual couple in the book. And I'm, I do want to specify, I'm not trying to force that on the characters. I'm not trying to force that on Diane Duane and writing it in any way, shape or form, but it's just how it always felt to me in terms of the relationship between the two men that mentor Kit and Nita. And so in my head, that's just how it's always been. I do know that Diane Duane actually specifically said that the couple, or what, well, what I think of as a tuple, couple, Tom and Carl, the mentors, are based off of some of her friends who had a similar living arrangement. And so she doesn't want to specify specifically whether or not they are a gay couple or not. But I do know that a lot of people feel like even if they're not a truly homosexual couple, they might be an asexual couple where they're just like life companions, but not, there's no romantic or possibly romantic, but no sexual component to it. So either way, like no matter how you look at it, the relationship is one that you don't see portrayed often, I feel like, in literature. And I really appreciate it both now as an adult coming from a place of having a lot of friends who are in that community, in the LGBTQ a plus whatever community. I have a lot of friends that are there. And so that's important for me. And then as a kid, I liked it because I knew it existed. And I didn't was taught that it was fine that people can love who they love. So for me, getting to see it even as a child really was awesome. I really appreciated it. Okay, one more thing that I like about the series, and I think this will take me long enough to explain that this might end our episode. But the entire book series, which I think I called it the So You Want to Be a Wizard series, technically it's called the Young Wizard series, but I always think of it as just the So You Want to Be a Wizard series. So in this series, every book is its own story. So you, it helps if you've read the previous ones, but in theory, you could pick up any book in the series and kind of figure out what's happening, which I always appreciate because sometimes you grab the wrong book thinking it's the first one and then you're just lost and that's no fun. But beyond that, she focuses the story on very much a balance of dark and light, good and evil, you know, order and chaos. Basically, the whole premise of the book is that there are these differing forces. Some, the majority, are sort of on the side of good. So order, life, good. And then there's one particular power who's all about evil, chaos, disorder, you know, and uh, that kind of thing. So it doesn't, he's not technically evil, evil, the way that a lot of people think of it, but it's more like, the, it's it's really more like the force of order, things that keep the universe in order and running the way we expect them to versus like entropy and chaos. That's That's kind of what the difference is. And I like that it's not quite so cut and dry. Like there's, there's a little bit of sympathy for the devil type of situation in the stories. Not literally the devil, but just in terms of 
realizing that he might partly be misunderstood or that this is just like part of the cycle of the universe and it's just kind of the way it is. It's it's different and I appreciate it. Okay, so that didn't take as long to explain as I thought. So in terms of other things I really like about the series, I mean, there's, there's so many. For one thing, it's well written. I know there's some children's book series out there where you read it as an adult and you're like what am I reading why am I reading this and I've never felt that way about the Young Wizards series by Diane Duane I've always felt like even as I grew older and continued reading the books as they were published because they they weren't published super close together they were a little spaced out but even so as I've read them I really never felt like the writing was beneath me I guess would be one way to put it I never felt like it was written just for a child I always felt like it was written well and therefore enjoyable no matter what age I obviously have nostalgia and love of the series from being a child attached to reading it so that's a different factor for me as well but I do feel like even an adult could pick up the book and enjoy the series it wouldn't be a difficult read for them, but it's well written enough that I think they'd still enjoy it. I also enjoy that similar to how the writing has always been a good standard so you could enjoy it as an adult, she did have the main characters Kit and Nita mature as they got older. You know, as they hit high school and became more adult and started, you know, looking at relationship type stuff, all that kind of thing. You could see the progression of the two characters as they were getting older and developing relationships with different people and things like that. So I appreciated that you got to see them actually grow, similar to what happened in Harry Potter. But um, again, just focused on the two characters and a very different universe. The last thing, then this is actually the last thing <laughs> that I'm going to mention about the book series and that I really like is sort of the way that the magic works. So the way the magic works is based off of writing. And well, for the most part, I mentioned Darien has her little computer instead of a spell book. So hers has to do partly with coding, which makes sense. But for Kit and Nita, it's about writing. And they write out these spells and draw these complex spells. But there's bits and pieces so that it's almost like this combination of language plus mathematics and the way they have to group everything together. And, you know, to travel to the moon, you have to make sure that you do the math correctly for how much air you need to add to the spell so that you can breathe for long enough. And, you know, all these kinds of things where... It's part science, part magic, part math, and it's just really cool. And then in addition to that, one of the things about the magic in this world is that the youngest people are always the ones with the strongest magic. And whenever you find your book and are called to be a wizard and take your oath, you end up going through what they refer to as an ordeal. Your ordeal is basically like a, a big quest that you're sent on. And every single wizard has had to do one. And depending on sort of how strong their magic was, as well as how sort of important they might be in future timelines, it's not phrased quite that way, but that's basically the gist of it. Their ordeal is going to vary in terms of how difficult and severe it is. So for someone who's a wizard, but maybe isn't a super strong wizard, 
their ordeals going to be more minor. Whereas for someone like Nita and Kit, there were two of them doing it together, but also they were both pretty strong when they developed their magic, and so their ordeal was a slightly bigger one. And the ordeal involves going up against the lone power, which is the big bad that I was mentioning earlier, you know, the go- the force in the universe who's all about chaos and ent- entropy and evil, sort of. That's the lone power. And so basically what happens is he's creating chaos or changing something in a way that's not supposed to happen. And when you're on your ordeal, you have to go fix it. You have to put things back the way they're supposed to be to stop him from destroying more of the universe. And so, or universes actually, because in some cases they're going to other dimensions, which is also cool. But one of the things I like is that they specifically say, you know, if you're called when you're really young, like the younger you are, it means A, the stronger your magic is going to be, and also it probably means you were needed more strongly, needed more desperately. And so when Kit and Nita are called, they're still relatively young. Nita's about 13 and Kit's like a year younger, so he's like 12. So that's roughly the average age-ish for people to be called according to their mentors, but they're both pretty strong. And then Nita's sister, when she's called, is actually even younger. I believe she was 10 or 11 when she was called. So her sister's an even stronger wizard. And your powers don't necessarily diminish as you get older, but basically the strongest you will ever be is right when you're called and right when you're doing your ordeal. And that's why the ordeals happen to the youngest wizards. It's unfortunate because it means the kids are being put in danger, but that adds an element of intensity to the novels, which I like, as well as, you know, really making you feel for the main characters because you're like, these are kids and they're getting shoved into a pretty much life or death situation out of nowhere. Like, this is intense. This is scary for them. And it creates some really good character development and everything, too. So I hope this has given you guys a good idea of sort of some of the the fun stuff about the book series. I try, like I've said in previous episodes where I've done book series, I try really hard not to give spoilers because if you're going to read the book, I don't want to ruin it for you. I will say if you are an adult who likes to read books along with your children, especially if you're dealing with young adult children. So honestly, these books are pretty, pretty safe for all ages as long as they're old enough to understand what's happening. So I would say you could probably get away with even like a mature eight or nine year old, I think, could probably handle these if you were reading them together kind of thing. Like there's some scary moments, but I don't think any of it would be too scary as long as you were reading it with them and they were mature enough to handle it. Like if if your eight and nine year old was okay with the scary parts of Harry Potter, I think they would be okay with the scary parts of these book series, just to give you an idea. So it's a good series. Again, it's by Diane Duane, D-U-A-N-E. You can find it on Amazon. They're online on different websites where you can purchase them. Amazon obviously is a big one. And I think they have Kindle versions also. So if you use your Kindle, that's another option. And the first book in the series is called So You Want to Be a Wizard. 
The second book in the series is Deep Wizardry. And then from there, there's even more books, of course. There's 11 in the series total. Kit and Nita are the main characters for the majority of them. Although Darren, um, Nita's sister, is featured in several of them. And so are a couple of Kit's siblings as well. Another series by Diane Duane that I loved, and it's more written for adults as opposed to young adult, is her Feline Wizard series, which, you know, I love cats. So for me, that was always a plus. But there are, there's two published books in the series, and then there's one book that's only available online. The Feline Wizards series is set in the same universe as Kit and Nita's story, but I think they only meet them one time briefly in one of the books. The two books in the series that are published are called The Book of Night with Moon and To Visit the Queen, and they follow the story of feline wizards. Any any living animal that has any intelligence basically can potentially be a wizard. There are wizards under the ocean, there's wizards that are cats, there's wizards that are dogs. That's another thing that I think is really cool about the universe is it's not just humans, it's anything that's intelligent enough to figure it out. And the wizards, of course, are the smartest of those races. But nonetheless, that's another thing that I think is cool. And in the Feline Wizard series, you get to follow the story of Riau. Not 100% sure I'm saying that right. But Riau and her friends as they use their feline wizardry to battle the forces of the Lone Power, who is the big bad. So with that, I'm going to call this episode an end. And I will... Be back next week with a new topic and possibly see you guys at Rose City Comic Con if you're in the Portland area. Please remember to check out the other wonderful podcasts and productions here at nerdsmith.org. I'll be back next week with a new and interesting topic. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. off your dice and hold on to your butts. Do you love magic, mystery, intrigue, and romance? Of course you do. Meet Rowan, the enigmatic bard. Atlas, the blacksmith, what a heart of gold. Kristoff, the sorcerer who enchants with both fact and fiction. Join our heroes as they unmake the best laid plans of their indomitable DM in The, the Lost Stupid. Stupid.